Evolutionary.org podcast coming away, episode 408. Compound episode, guys. We're going to kind of do a little thing different. We're doing a little series on lifestyle. Um, a lot of people out there like when we talk about some of these lifestyle issues. So you can see in the topics below what we're going to talk about. But let's get into it. Steve Smee here and the Rickster joining me. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? So let's get right to it, guys. So the first one we're going to talk about is finding a home to buy, finding real estate, rental properties, and finding a gym. So over the years, you know, I've moved around a lot and very, very important. I've always researched the gym. That was like the most important thing for me when I was researching a neighborhood. I didn't care about the schools. I mean, I don't have kids, so I'm not going to care about the schools. I didn't care about crime. I mean, everywhere is going to have crime. I mean, you know, no matter where you live, there's a chance. The criminals need to be afraid of you. Exactly. They, they have to worry about me. And once I'm, once I'm in a neighborhood, the neighbors are going to understand that I run, I run this bitch. Okay. When I first, you ever like move into a place and there's always someone that comes up to you and they always like, they, they want to be the captain of the neighborhood, you know? They want to, they want to kind of run shit, but I make it clear to them right away. Listen, I'm here now. I run this bitch. You may have been the, the neighborhood captain before, but now I run this bitch. Okay. So we're going to do things. My you way look for the biggest me. guy and you pick a fight with him. No, it's not the, it's not a guy that comes up to you, bro. It's usually some, some Karen that comes up to you. Some middle-aged Karen. Uh, come on. Come on. That has nothing better to do. And Let's she's, not drop the K word in the show, please. She's always worried about your dog or your your trash can being out or your lawn or something. You know, those people. So it's always someone. Or, or it could be a guy who's obsessed with those things, too. I don't know what they call the male version of that. But I've dealt with them, too. I've dealt with those people, too. They're really annoying. So first off, you know, looking for a rental property. You know, what I look like to look for rental property someplace quiet. I like to go there. Um, you go call up a realtor and a good realtor. You call them up and you be like, look, I'm looking to rent a property. Do you have any realtors that can help me? That's what you do. You don't, oh, you don't Craigslist it and do it on your own. You go to a realtor for real. Well, here's the thing. When you go to a realtor, she's going to be Craigslist that bitch. Well, she's, they're going to be representing you through the process. So, you know, they're going to be helping you on the process. This way you don't get screwed over. And if there's any problems when you move in, you can just go back to that realtor and they'll kind of litigate things with that person. So I think that's a good way to do it. Have someone representing you going into either you're renting a property or you're buying a property. Don't call up a property that you see and deal with them directly. You have your own person that you go through and you may have to pay them a small fee but here's the thing. They're going to give you a list of homes. You're going to take those homes and you're going to go to those homes and you're going to scope them out. You're going to make sure I like to go there during the day. I like to go there at night. I like to see, is there a bunch of people like smoking, you know, out front doing drugs, you know, at 11 o'clock at night and people playing loud music or is it a nice quiet neighborhood? You know, are the people there friendly? Are the people there, you know, look like, you know, they're just, just you want to see if it's too congested. Some sometimes neighborhoods can be too congested with people. There's always too many people around. Sometimes neighborhoods can be quiet. So 
I'm personally, Rick, I'm into quietness. I like quietness. Um, I went on vacation to the Dominican Republic. Uh, what was it, last year or the year before? And, man, I will never go back. You know why I won't go back? Because those people party. I, I was not aware of the party atmosphere of, you know, those people that were the tourists, mostly from Spain, that travel there. They are party animals. They smoke. They drink. I mean, it's insane. I wasn't aware of that. So I'm not into that. I, my days of vacation of just peace and quiet. So just went to the wrong resort because I think you can you can scout resorts for that setting. Like you, yeah. No, I've been to different I, resorts. I never, it's resorts. Been, yeah. I, ne yeah. I never do a resort, so I don't I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that you can get the proper resort for the kind of experience you're looking for. You probably no. I've been to several resorts. It's it's all that. The one I went Adults to though only was, resort or something like that. Yeah, you yeah. thought it'd be nice and quiet. It's just a bunch of fucking. No, I've been to a bunch, but like I was not aware that people from Spain smoke. Like like literally forty percent of people adults from Spain smoke. I wasn't aware of that. So you know, but the no, bottom this line. This is this is a techno song that talks about it. Something like when I first went to Spain and I saw people party, I was like, "What the fuck?" So something like oh, that. Oh, dude, they there's they. A, there's, a, there's a real famous techno song that's kind of a yeah. root for it. But they do this. It's weird because Dominican people, they're not like that. It's just people from Europe. It's like a Fran France and Spain, those countries. They smoke and they drink like crazy. So the big, big on partying, Portugal too, and. So I'm into quietness. So I'm going to go scope out the name. That's going to be the number one thing I do. So that's, that's what I'm looking for guys. Don't just, because when you move in and then you find out the next day that you have bad neighbors, you know, it's too late. So that's what you need to do. Have a representative, someone representing you. Don't have the lady who's listing the home also representing you because that's going to be a conflict of interest. She's always going to be on the landlord, the owner of the property side you're doing a rental property don't ever do that you need to have your own person you know that can go to bat for you in that situation and they'll respect your realtor and they won't they won't mess with you but if you're using the same lady who is renting the property then she's gonna go to bat for the owners because the owners are the ones paying her you're not paying her you see what I'm saying? So she's going to be biased toward them. So I've been in that situation before. And I've been a landlord too for eight years. I've always, when I rented properties out, I've always did the whole, you know, Craigslist thing. But nowadays, it's just, it's not the way to do it. It's really not the way to find places now. You really have to go the professional route and go through a realtor. So let's skip to, you know, you get the, you get the rental property, you get the home. Now, gyms. You know, there's always the thing with gyms is some of them, they, they're open and close. They'll open and close. So I always like to look for at least two gyms in the area, not just one, because how many times have you had a gym where you show up and there's a note on the door? Oh, we're out of business. We're closed. Happens all the time. You know, gyms are very cyclical. And a lot of times the owners just give up and they just they just sell the business or they they shut it down. It just isn't feasible anymore. So I was looking for two good gyms. I'll go visit the gym. I'm going to walk in there. I'm going to look for I'm going to look at the people at the gym. I'm going to look at how busy it is while I'm going to work out there. So if you usually go to the gym at five o'clock, then go there at five o'clock and see how packed it is. 
if it's too packed, if you got to wait like 30 minutes just to do, use a squat rack or got to wait 30 minutes to use a bench press, then that's going to be a problem if that's the time you go in. So you need to check that out. You need to make sure that their prices, that's not some BS where they like charge you like a first month, 10 bucks and then charge you like 50 bucks every month thereafter. And then they get you on a five-year contract that you can't cancel and make sure if you're going to do a contract, it's easy to cancel it. Okay. And there's no gains LA fitness. I got to call them out. If you get a membership with LA fitness, the only way you can cancel, um, and was you have to go in there between like nine and five o'clock and talk to a manager to cancel the membership and people work nine to five and it has to be during the week. So people couldn't literally could not cancel their memberships. And even if they did that, they still wouldn't cancel it for them. So they ended up getting sued. The state of California stepped up and sued them. And now LA fitness, it's easier to cancel. Like you can go online now and like fill out something and then send it off and it'll cancel it for you. So you need to find a gym that's, that's easy to get out of, you know, gyms change, environments change, and you may not like that gym anymore. So you want to be able to get out of that gym membership. You want to make sure they got the equipment. You know, you need the, the free weights, the machines, the whatever, whatever uh, you're looking for. Um, if you're a power lifter, do they have, you know, a squat rack that is in good condition? Do they have a mat that you can do some cleans on or deadlifts? If, if uh, even these meathead gyms nowadays, Rick, they don't let you do deadlifts because of the damage you're worried that you're going to damage the floor or where you're going to damage the equipment. So you need to check because if you're someone who likes to do deadlifts and it's an important part of your workout, even a meathead gym, like, like, like that, like my gym will not let us do deadlifts. And, um, and again, it's one of those situations where an idiot screws it up for everybody because I'm sure at one time they let you do deadlifts and then some idiot put a hole in the ground and damaged the floor. So, that's, that's what happened. So, you know, that's, you know, that's my advice guys. And just make sure, you know, the, the manager there is cool and honest. And I personally would rather just pay a year upfront cash and not give them my credit card because I'm always worried that if you give them your credit card, they'll keep billing you. They'll keep billing you, keep, keep billing you. And I hate that, you know, it's like a recurring subscription that you can't get out of. So I rather just pay them cash up front, no contract, Here's the cash. That's it. No renewal. If I want to renew after you, I'll come back and talk to you again. So that, you know, that's my advice there. So Rick, get into the MMA, finding a good MMA gym. So finding a good MMA gym is quite, quite simple. You're going to have three main kind of styles of MMA gyms. Uh, one, you got the, the McDojos where the guys don't have any real credibility uh, on their, uh, there's still some of those around, so you got to be real careful. You want to make sure that the gym that you're going to, the guy, you, the people are there. They're fighting. They're they're competitive. Uh, the UFC has been around for so long now. There've been so many fighters that have come through there that, unless the gym has had a few, a few fighters throughout the years up competing at a high level, they're they're probably they're probably nobody. And there's also boutique jiu-jitsu gyms and i'll get into those after but just mma gyms and you'll find jiu-jitsu you'll find boxing you'll find kickboxing at any of these mma gyms but you want to go to a place where they actively have guys competing uh 
And what ends up happening is the, the lower kind of uh, level fighters, the guys that are just coming up, they'll come in and they'll teach classes. They'll, they'll be the ones who had the lessons. And it's just a good, nice atmosphere to learn. Uh, you, you don't ever have to worry about going in there and having to like spar with anybody or being put in a weird situation like that. All these dudes are pretty professional. Um, the uh, fighters don't like fighting on the street or just fighting people for no reason. You're, you're going to be taken care of. You're going to be encouraged to, to improve. Uh, and they'll know. They'll know if you're not about all the sparring and all that shit. And you'll just go in there. You'll hit pads. The way it works, let's say boxing class, you come in, um, you do the warm-up, wrap your hands. Most gyms, they'll have you warm up before you wrap your hands because once you warm up, your hands swell a little bit. And if you wrap them before you warm up a little bit, they, you know, it's not as comfortable. So you wrap your hands. Um, one guy will grab the mitts. The other guy will grab gloves. You split up into groups of two. And you'll you'll hit, and then you'll you'll switch up, then you'll hold the mitts. The other guy will hit the gloves. You'll do the combinations as the instructor is telling you to do them. Same thing with kickboxing. You'll just have pads. You don't have to really worry about getting hurt. Just have good cardio. Go in there, and you're actually learning how to throw punches. You're learning how to kick. You're learning things. You know, you're not just you're not just jumping fucking boxes and and waving big ropes around. Which look, it can help develop your your body great but i mean learn how to do something useful and if you go on the days that you have to do some uh, mma you'll uh on the days you have to, the, there's jujitsu you'll wrestle against some resistant opponents guys usually uh who you know who are trying to get you to uh unless you go to like a advanced boxing you're not going to have any kind of throwing punches back and forth at each other so you got to make sure to look at the schedule and class descriptions and make sure that you are going on the days that are to your level. If you're a beginner boxer, you go to beginning boxing. And, and then in beginners, all you're doing is hitting mitts. Once you get to like advanced boxing or, or you know, they have classes, then now you might be throwing, you know, punches, uh, uh, you know, they'll, they'll call it out. 30% to the head, 50% to the body, that kind of stuff. So you got to make sure you know how to throw and how to dodge punches at that point. Those are more advanced classes, but you don't have to really worry about getting hurt or anything like that. Or you go to MMA gym, make sure they got fighters going to fight. And then what will end up happening is it becomes a real family atmosphere. You know, it'll become a very, because you'll, you'll go to the gym. You'll, you'll see the guys that are fighting there. You'll, you'll take lessons from some of the, lower kind of level fighters, the guys that are starting off. I don't want to call them lower level. They're just starting off. And a lot of the ways that they kind of contribute to the gym is they'll teach classes for paying paying members. And then when the guys have local events, um, because uh, an MMA gym that has two or three or four guys fighting in the UFC, they'll have a dozen or more guys fighting the local events and in other places that are coming up. So you'll get together and go to, to, to the events and when one of the head guys at the gym is fighting in, in Vegas or in Y or wherever, you'll make it a point to get out there. It becomes a real family atmosphere. It becomes, and you don't have to ever go in there and be a, a fighter yourself, really. You just just be cool. Go, you know, go there. Oh, these guys are always looking to sell their tickets because some of the local events, the guy will get paid in, in tickets. 
You know, if you're a fighter and people are coming out to see you and, you know, they give you uh, 50 tickets to sell and, and that's your money, uh, these guys are looking to sell them. Obviously, if you're going to go, you, you buy a ticket, right? Uh, so it becomes a real kind of cool family atmosphere. It becomes it's very cool. You, you make some of the best friends you, you'd ever made and you're all kind kind of a, a sharing, kind of standing for something. It's 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 okay so it's like a like a team mentality in a way right but but this is a very close team like you feel like you're playing a position you know you're not just watching this baseball team or this football team win a game now you're like you feel like you're part of the team like that's kind of if you, if you link up with a good gym it, it could become like an extra hobby where you're going there you're improving and you're you're a part of something it's really really fucking cool now that's MMA. That's like going to learn how to box, kickbox, roll a little bit. Uh, there's some very boutique, I call them Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms. And these are like super boutique. You go there, they'll get really complicated with the membership. It's hard to cancel. You got to commit. Most of those places want it like that. And when you go there, man, you know, the, some nights they'll have a no gi, but for the most part, you're going there and you... You weren't a gi. If you are close to one of the bigger cities like New York and Miami, some you know some of the poshy cities, they'll even have places where if you pay a little bit extra, you hang your gi in your locker room, and then next day when you come in, uh, your gi would have been washed and and dried, and it'll be fresh, like your towel and everything. Um, they there's a couple of places like this I've heard of and in the city here in, in Manhattan, because if you're a busy individual, you work for one of these banking industries or whatever, and you're, you're a jitsu guy as well. You want to be able to come into a fresh gi every time. And, and you don't, you know, you don't mind paying a couple hundred extra a month to have that done. And, you know, you go there, it's very clean, very, very nice environment, nice atmosphere. Sometimes you'll see fighters there, but not as much is not what it's kind of about. Sometimes they'll have additional kind of boxing, kickboxing classes, but it's not really kind of what it's about. It's, it's about gi jujitsu, you know, it's about gi jujitsu. And then you're more likely to be competing yourself at events, going to the, these uh, jujitsu tournaments, which are cool as shit. You know, you get four or five matches, not getting punched in the head. I mean, you know, and it's with a gi. So even if you don't have the best of cardio, if you've got good technique, the gi will help. You know, even if you're not the strongest, as long as you have good technique, that, that fucking gi will come through for you. So if you just, you know, no gi is a different story. You know, if you're, you're going to get somebody who's explosive. You're a little bit slippery. He's stronger. And it's different. You know, with a gi, you can you can do different things if you got good technique. So it, you, you're more like, how much, up, uh, so how much is, is an MMA gym cost usually per month? Oh, it, it depends. It depends where you live. You know, if you're, uh, if you're, you know, like up here in NY, you could be paying as much as 140 a month, 200 a month. Um, if you, if you're you know going to one of these really poshy Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms in the city where they, they do your wash for you and stuff, it, it could be four or 500. Who knows, right? I've never been to one of those, but um, 
I hear it wide between 100 to 150 bucks and unlimited classes kind of situation. That's not that bad. CrossFit gyms are usually more expensive. Uh, they, they've got weights there too. They've got ropes to climb. They've got a, a cage. They've got a ring. They've got a mat area. Is it's a, you mean you you can go in there and and that could just be your whole your whole gym if you're just trying to look good and not worried about putting up certain amount of numbers. Just doing MMA and, and the way your body moves there. If you've got good diet and that's what you're doing and you got a little bit of sauce on you on top of you as well you're cycling you're gonna look fucking good you're gonna look real good you know because your body develops in a different way when you're actually using it um it, it mean it develops nicely and then you throw a little bit of extra weights on top of that you know some chest work and some shoulder work just to just to shape up um i mean it's it's your body looks good when you when you diet and you train um with weights and you cycle a little bit i mean it's it's so, so yeah, man, that, that, that's, that's it. Uh, uh, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, the, 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 the real Pashi dojos, they'll always be, they'll always be a, a black belt with, with close ties to, to, to Gracie's or Machado, you know, so, I mean, they'll always, they'll always be a, a big name, big name there. You know, that's just the way it is. This guy will always have, if, if he's not a Brazilian guy himself, you know, the main guy is he's always a, a Brazilian cat or, or somebody what's cool about, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is that you you can trace back the lineage of these belts to the first of Brazilian black belts to the Gracies. You can you you can trace it back, so nobody can can or should be able to fuck with you. You'll be able to find it online in two minutes. Who, you know, if somebody has an academy, you you act, call up say who who's your black belt. You can call them on the phone and write it down and say who who do you get his belt from. You know, I'm just asking. I might want to join, but I want to make sure dude's legit. And any, and and look, and anybody that comes from that Gracie kind of lineage of belts, they're gonna want to tell you who who what what their belt came from and who's their guy. They'll you know they're they want to. It's part of of their thing is that they want to prove themselves. You know, the Gracies. There's a ton of videos you can find on YouTube where they would just take in in Brazil people from other gyms, from other dojos, and they'll just fight them just to prove that we're better. And they won't, they shouldn't, and they wouldn't be offended by by questions like, "Hey, who's your black belt? Who did he get his black belt from?" And you cross-reference that shit online, and for the for the, and it should be a, a place that's competing where every so often they're taking guys to. To competition and and you know that there's competition going on too and it's something cool for you to do with your kids too man have them go to the kids classes you go to grown-ups classes and it it you guys will share something brazilian jiu-jitsu is 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 really just a really 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 cool uh thing to practice i mean if you want to you're not getting punched in the head you're it's it's a very cool laid-back environment um for the most part you're gonna deal with other professionals i mean it's it's just uh when you do a gi brazilian jiu-jitsu and, and it's cool climbing up to the ranks you'll start getting your stripes and you'll feel good about getting stripes when you get one and you know you'll you'll once you get your, your first blue belt once you graduate a purple like all this stuff will be, you know those posse gyms are cool you know um now you could learn just as good practical jiu-jitsu without a gi no gi jiu-jitsu for, for fighting, for throwing punches at an MMA gym. And if you ever, and if you ever tussle, if you ever 
um, Raw with a guy from a Pashi Jiu Jitsu gym who's a blue belt or purple belt, and you just been at an MMA gym banging it out for five years. Um, and you know, you don't go through the belt system. You could still be competitive or beat maybe one of those guys that you know, no gi jujitsu, if, if you know that's your realm. You still learn and be just as effective. Uh, do you know, do taking the jujitsu classes at the MMA gym, and you won't be climbing through belts. You'll just you'll just be, you'll either be good or not. You know, you'll either go to competition and win shit or not, but you'll, you'll get to, you'll get to roll with, with guys who are black belts and brown belts and, and, you know, take lessons from them themselves. It's a weird dynamic. Some, some of the, some of the guys that teach at the Pashi beat Brazilian jiu-jitsu gyms are, are brown belts. Some of them are fighters too. And they'll go train MMA at, at same MMA gym. You might be going to but they'll work at the other spot. You, you know, that it's different. It's different when you take jujitsu at a, at an MMA gym than when you take it at, at a straight gi jujitsu spot. So yeah, man, that that's, you know, for anybody who wants to get started doing some, something useful, like some useful fitness, you know, which lifting weights is cool. gives you a certain look. You do get stronger. I mean, all that shit's cool. But at the end of the day, you you want your body to be able to do something and, and you'd want to be able to do something useful with it. And, and I also feel like your cardio gets better and you get more motivated to push your cardio when you're hitting mitts, when you're doing these physical things that give you like an immediate goal. Oh, let's, let's finish this set. Oh, let's fit. Then you do just, just running on a treadmill or just running on a stationary bike or, you know, like these kind of very easy kind of short-term goals to push, just a few more minutes, a few more minutes. Mm -hmm. It, it, I think it helps develop your cardio better and, and you're learning something useful, man. You're not just running on a fucking treadmill station. Everybody. You're not jumping on boxes and, and waving ropes around. And, and granted you might jump on boxes and wave, and wave ropes around. If you do some of the uh, strength training classes at some of these MMA gyms, they'll have just straight, straight up strength training for, for MMA. You might include some of that shit, but you're doing that to get better at some of the other techniques you're learning. You're not just doing it for, uh, there's a, I think there's a lot of spirituality and mental effect from doing martial arts, you know what I'm saying? Versus just weight training. I think there's more uh, mental benefit because your, your body, because it's, it's, it's almost like yoga really when you, when you roll uh, when you do jitsu, because you're, your body's being stretched. It's, it's releasing some of those feel good chemicals in your brain. And, it makes you feel good. It becomes very, it becomes an addictive uh, feeling. It, you, you chase it, you know, you kind of need it. All right, guys. So next one we're going to talk about is sleep. We're going to get into how to pick a mattress uh, because mattress shopping is purposefully very complicated. So we're going to get into that. First, let me talk a little bit, talk about sleep. And I'm going to have Rick come in and Rick is going to go over some supplements he recommends for sleep. So, Sleep is very important, guys. Some of the best athletes that we've seen, they all sleep very well. They have an obsession with sleep. They get eight hours of sleep a night, even eight and a half hours. So you really want to get between seven and eight hours is the most ideal amount. Now, I've actually read some data that says, like, let's say you're out late and you only get like two or three hours of sleep. Can you make up that sleep later on? I've seen enough data to conclude you can't. So if you're in a habit of going out on a Friday night or a Saturday night and partying and 
only sleeping two, three hours, you're not going to be able to make that back. That's, that's from the data I've seen. So if you're sleep deprived for a certain amount of time, let's say you're worried about something for two weeks and you can't sleep at night, unfortunately, you'll never make that back. So it's going to basically just shorten your lifespan in the process. So sleep for us, for those of us in fitness, it's so crucial because that's when your body repairs everything. It recovers everything. We all want the unicorn. We all want the supplement that we can take that will help us recover and fix our joints and all this other stuff. And they do exist out there. There's good joint support supplements like N2 Joint RX that help give you the minerals and the vitamins to go in there and really repair stuff. But at the end of the day, you must have the sleep. You must give your body the opportunity to repair itself. If you don't give their body an opportunity to repair itself after a workout, you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to spin your wheels. The absolute best thing you can do after a workout isn't taking something or isn't eating or isn't drinking any of this stuff. The best thing you do after a workout is sleep. So if you can get, if you work out in the morning and you can come home and get in a nap, that is the best thing you can do. You will, that's where you can grow a lot of muscle from doing that. Or if you work out in the evening, having a really good night's sleep, eight hours of solid sleep, the quality of sleep matters. If you're taking stimulants during the day, if you drink coffee, you will not be able to reach a deep sleep. That's, that's because caffeine has a six hour half-life, meaning that it will take 24 hours just to be out of your system. So if you're drinking coffee in the morning, every morning you're drinking coffee, that's going to be in your system when you lay your head at night. And that's going to prevent you from get, getting into a deep sleep. So it's very important to cut back on these stimulants, eliminate them if possible. That's a very, very important thing that you can do. That's the first thing that you can, that you should do. Now, some other things that our guys are doing wrong is electronics. If you're, if the sun goes down, your melatonin levels in your body are going to go up. That's, that's the way it works. Human beings, we are night animals. Uh, we are not night animals. We are not supposed to be out at night. So that's what happens with us. Our melatonin levels go up at sunset. But if you're watching TV or on the computer or on your iPhone or on your iPad, you're not going to be able to get that melatonin release because your body is going to think it's still daylight out. So you either have to stop using your electronics, which is really hard to do, or B, what I recommend, you can go on Amazon and get blue block, blue blocker glasses. Um, they cost like 12 bucks for a cheap pair, right? If you want an expensive blue blocker glasses, you can pay over a hundred bucks. I personally, I use one that's like eight or eight or 12 bucks. They're called UVEX glasses. You put those on at sunset and then you can watch TV or be on the computer, do, do your thing, and it will block that blue light. So your body won't think that it's still daylight out. That's why, you know, the sky is blue because our body reacts to the sky being blue. When the, when the sky goes dark, that's when you're supposed to get tired. You know, that's the way we evolved, guys. Hundreds of thousands of years of evolution. When it got dark outside, we went in our shelter and we hid and we slept. And then when the sun came up in the morning, we came outside 
and did whatever we needed to do. We weren't outside. There was no flashlights in those days. You know what I'm saying? Um, there was no electricity. So it was pitch dark and we could not see anything out there. So we just had our fire. That's the only thing we had. We could see around our fire. That's about it. We, we couldn't see anything else out there. So those are, those are some tips, guys, that you can do. Also before bed, meditation, yoga, stretching, resting your mind. Don't watch a horror movie. Don't read books. Don't, do, don't play chess on a computer. Don't, you know, do things that use your mind, use your thing, you know, use things that think. You know what I'm saying? You want to you wanna have your mind clear before bed. So it's very, very important to do that. Um, at least spend like 15 minutes before bed just meditating and relaxing. That will go a long way. Do like 15 minutes of yoga. Pull, pull up a YouTube video of some basic yoga uh, positions and just do some yoga before bed for 15 minutes. Can't you just do that? And that will, that will actually help you sleep at night. Um, so I'm going to bring in Rick. Rick, talk a little bit about supplementation that can help with sleep. You have a product. And then I'm going to kind of get into mattress shopping and how to pick the right mattress. Because we spend a third of our life sleeping, but we spend more on our car than we do our mattress. And that may not be a wise choice. So go ahead, Rick. Sleep is very important. And nowadays, we don't get as much sleep as man used to get throughout its evolution. Basically, we used to get way, way more sleep. Um, caffeine came into uh, broad use around the 1600s. And that's definitely changed our relationship with sleep. It's made humans way more productive too. But um, I have a sleep product, EntoSleep, which I created specifically for the bodybuilders, bodybuilder lifestyle. And it, it's got a couple of uh, things about it. Number one, a lot of guys take stimulants, pre-workouts, things like that. A lot of guys who hit the gym, I should say guys that are trying to trying to achieve stuff in life, you know, guys that are trying to get places. And most guys like that will tend to have issues with anxiety, nighttime anxiety. And I remember years ago before I went to sleep, going to my doctor, very, very good, good doctor. One of the few doctors I've ever trusted in my life. Old guy. He's probably in his 70s now, about close to be retired. Doesn't take insurance. Doesn't have a nurse. He takes your vitals. He does it all himself. Spends a good half hour with you. It's a very, very good doctor. And I, I went there. uh said, look, man, I've just been having trouble sleeping now for the last couple of years. Uh, and sat there, spoke to him about it, went through it. He said, well, Rick, you uh, don't have trouble sleeping at all. You, you have anxiety, nighttime anxiety. And so at the time, he put me on, on Xanax. He said, take half a milligram before bed. Anxiety will go away and you'll be good. So I took the prescription at the time, but I said, if it's just anxiety, um, I'm going to try different things. And that's when I, I found meditation. I found the, the real simple monkey brain meditation for, for nighttime. Um, and then I also started taking some supplements. I started taking L-thionine, started taking GABA, um, 5-HTP, just to kind of uh, trying it out just to help me relax. I get samples from 
from uh, raw ingredient manufacturers. So sometimes I would just buy the bottles and I started to be able to kind of normalize my sleep without having to take, you know, fuck man, something like Xanax, right? I mean, fuck, it's a drug. It's, it's addictive. I mean, don't want to have it around. I got kids. It's just, just not a good look. Right. So over the years, um, I wanted to do something that would kind of help guys sleep off of some of these stems, off of just the worries of life, get nice deep sleep and have additional benefits of fitness. So um, Mukuna Prurians got L-Dopa. We put a little bit of that in and uh, melatonin. Melatonin is actually great for weight loss. Melatonin is a great, great uh, weight loss product. A lot of guys don't know, but I mean, uh, it's already, there's already studies uh, proving this that melatonin does help with weight loss. And maybe some of the, one of the reasons people have trouble losing weight or staying slim is because maybe they don't, don't sleep enough, not getting enough melatonin. The blue lights like, like, uh, like Steve has been talking about for, for years now. Uh, yeah. You mean when, when you're trying to get sleep, um, staying in front of the TV until the very last second before you're trying to get to, to sleep, not the best. You really want to get away from your screens. It's a good hour before you're, you're meant to really go to bed. You know, if you, you know, what's good a Kindle. I like my Kindle or I like paper books. If I get on my Kindle or I get on a paper book, a good 45 minutes, an hour before bed, man, do I, is it so much easier to get to bed than if I spent those last 45 minutes on my cell phone, even if the screen is on night mode, it's, it's just it's still a marked, marked difference. Um, the Kindle is, is, is nice. I don't, I don't feel the same effect coming from, from the Kindle than I do from, from myself, by my cell phone. But uh, we added melatonin uh, to the product. The product is basically magnesium, L-thionine, GABA, mucuaprurians, um, 5-HTP, and melatonin, um, and I can't pronounce this one, philodendron powder. It's a nice, nice formula at 60 capsules per container. It's not expensive at all. Uh, you get it for about $17, $17.99 on the website. And you should be good for sleeping with one or two capsules. If you uh, particularly feel like you might have trouble sleeping that day, anxious, maybe you took your pre-workout too close to bedtime, you might be in for three. And, and the secret is just turn the lights off. Make sure you take it, turn the fucking lights off. And as long as you turn the lights off, uh, you should, that, that melatonin is going to kick in real nicely and you should, should get some nice sleep. I mean, uh, each, each capsule has just one milligram of melatonin. I mean, I've taken as many as, as four or five of these before. So I know if you take a, if you take a couple before bed, you'll be fine. But if you take a little too much melatonin, I've noticed I'll get a little bit of a, of a headache in the front of my head. It doesn't last all day, just the first couple of hours that I'm awake. But that's about it. And I, and I know like, all right, that, that was a little too much melatonin. But as long as you stay under that threshold where you're not getting the headache, you'll be, you'll be fine. It's a good, great product. It's called End to Sleep. You go to my website, um, needtobuildmuscle.com. That's need to build muscle with a T-O, not a number two. And click on health and wellness on the left side of the of the menu there and you'll see into sleep
1799 and it's just 60 capsules but if you only use it on the nights that you definitely need some help sleeping the bottle could last you a couple of months or more you know if you're only taking two capsules uh, maybe a couple times a week when you're having trouble sleeping then the bottle will last you a very very long time you know you might be you might be looking at only taking what 20 capsules a month at total and it's a 60 capsule bottle so you're um you'll be good i'm telling you it's, it's a nice very inexpensive product and look melatonin weight loss it's just it, the, the link is there it's um study has proven it so melatonin will help, just make it easier for you to lose body fat so i just want to finish this up with talking about mattresses guys so mattresses are one of those situations where it's very complicated. The mattress industry is just like the auto industry. It's very crooked. So you walk into an auto dealership, they're going to screw you. Mattress industry is just as crooked because almost all the mattresses out there, the majority, I don't know, 60 to 80% of mattresses are made by two companies. And these companies are owned by these companies that are selling the mattresses. Even online, if you go online, the reviews are fake on these mattress sites. And you're not going to really save money buying these mattresses online. And you're never going to have a chance to even use it. So what I would do when you're picking out a mattress is go to a mattress store that has a lot of different brands. Okay? But also one that has a website where you can go and order the mattress from their website. So just go there, try the mattresses out. The salesmen there, they're going to pressure you. They're going to start throwing deals at you. They're going to try to try to make the sale. They want to make, they want to get the commission, right? Just tell them, Hey, you know, I'm just looking. Uh, we're not going to buy anything. We're just looking, trying to get an idea. We may need a mattress in the next year if we move or something. So that gets usually gets them off off uh, your back once they find out that you're not going to buy anything that day. So just try the mattresses out, spend some time, find some brands you like, take pictures of them. Then you can come home and go and see if they're sold on the website and see what the prices are. You can you can price shop, but that's really the best way to find out which mattress is right for you just by trying them out. Now, if you're a side sleeper, 80% of you out there are side sleepers. That's the way we are. Uh, human beings, we sleep in a fetal position. I don't know, Rick, if you're, how do you sleep? On my side with a pillow, yeah. a pillow between my legs, another yeah. pillow. Uh, that so I that's, grasp. that's yeah, yeah me, I, I think a lot of us sleep like that who, who weight train. So 80% of us out there and probably weight, weight trainers even more. So in that situation, you don't want something too firm. You want something more in the middle. Um, you sleep on your on, on top of your left side or on top of your right side. Both. I flip mostly mostly left. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and here's the thing. Um, I, f I found my digestion much improved when I when I spend most of my night sleeping on my left side okay. than on my right. Here, here's here's the thing with digestion. This is something you guys can try. You can get a piece of um, untreated wood, two by four, from the you know Home Depot or whatever. It's like eight or nine bucks. Price of lumber 
skyrocketed, but it's still eight or nine bucks, no more than that. Uh, price of lumber has come down. We were doing this, but it's like down 40% in the past couple months. Been crazy volatility. But you can buy a piece of lumber, two by four, for like eight bucks. You may, you may need one, two, or three of them. It just depends on how high you want it. And you can put that piece of lumber in between your mattress and your box spring. And that will help elevate the back of your bed. So, Rick, in your situation, you should try that. That will help with the GERD and the digestion issues that you may be having. And that will kind of lift your, and it could help also with your neck being a side sleeper. So you don't have to use such a thick pillow or you don't have to, you know, sleep on your arm. So that's, I have, uh, I've got this down to a science. Um, I have two pillows that I use, a very tiny, a, a small one and a thin pillow. The thin pillow is a memory phone. The small one is uh, these uh, little pieces of husk it's it's like a um seeds like this little japanese pillow i've got a couple of these and that's the one that my head actually goes on and, and that one's smaller and that one goes on top of a uh of a little memory foam pillow and then uh i have two other pillows one goes between my legs one's around my arm and it's crazy because i've, I've conditioned my body and my mind now to where once i get into that sleeping position i automatically feel feel like i need to I need to get rest. Like I need to go to sleep. It's like the, the feeling of wanting to, to fall into sleep. It, 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 it invades my body once I get adjusted in my, in my sleeping uh, uh, position. So yeah, but I, I use two and I, and I use that pillow, pill, the, the pillow that I use, it doesn't, it doesn't get warm. It doesn't warm up. Um, you guys have seen the commercials first, man. I can't fucking remember what it's called now, but yeah, the pillows full of like uh, organic, like this, this little husks. And uh, makes a noise. You could crackle them in there. You could, you could touch them. And uh, yeah, it's a small pillow. It's very heavy. It's not, and it's hard. It's a hard pillow. It's not mushy. It's very heavy. And yeah, you put you put your head on this thing, and it doesn't it doesn't warm up. It stays cool pretty much the whole night. It's pretty cool. So here's the thing with foam. I'm glad you brought that up. With foam mattresses and foam pillows, it's very important to air them out when you get them for two reasons. Number one, you want them to expand. But number two, you want them to gas, gas out the all those VOCs, those volatile organic compounds that come with the, the product. So it's absolutely mandatory when you buy a pillow or mattress to either to like leave it in either a room with an open window and have a fan blowing the, the air out or leave it like outside on your patio or in your garage where it's open air. So that those VLCs can can go away. Because you'll notice when you first get that foam mattress or foam pillow, the smell is very chemically smell. You don't want to sleep on that because if you sleep on that, you're going to inhale that. And it can take months for those VLCs to go away. Once you start putting a mattress protector and a sheet and you're in a room that's closed, it's not that those VOCs have nowhere to go except in your body. So you don't want that. So air it out for at least two or three weeks before you use it. And that will be very, very good. That will be very healthy. And that will be very, very good. So you don't have to smell that chemical smell and you give it a chance to expand. It needs at least a few days to expand at the very least uh, with a foam. So that's very important to do. And even if you get a mattress that's not a foam mattress, you still should air it out at least a week, week and a half, because that gives the chemicals a chance to kind of air out. 
This way, when you're sleeping on it, you're not breathing in those chemicals that they use to, to make it. So um, very, very important, guys. You don't want to sleep on a mattress that's like going to make you sick. And then don't use the plywood, the two by fours that are treated because they treat them with pesticides. So you want to make sure you get untreated wood when you when you buy the wood, if you want to put the wood under the under the between the mattress and the box spring. Another thing, too, when you go to the mattress shopping, don't buy the box spring and the frame from them. It's a ripoff. The best thing you can do is like go on Amazon and you can buy the exact same frame from Amazon and the box spring, which is better than the store box spring. Much better quality on Amazon for less than half the price. And only, and then you don't have to worry about paying someone to come assemble it either because you can easily assemble them at home. So that saves you a lot of money right there, guys. But a, a good mattress should probably cost you between two and $3,000. I'm a big fan of hybrid mattresses. But those are a big thing now. And it's a basically, you can't go wrong with it because it's a mix of, of, of foam, the cooling technology, what Rec mentioned, they're environment, more environmentally friendly. They have springs. Buck they have wheat. different. That, 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 that's the material that's in my pillows called buckwheat. So if, uh, B-U-C-K wheat, W-H-E-A-T, buckwheat. And it's just uh, incredible. It, it doesn't warm up. It's, it's just the right density. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's ever since I found these pillows about, I don't know, 10 years ago, I get a new one every every other year or so. And okay, why don't you add them to the show notes then, the uh, link to that pillow because I'd be curious to take a look at it. And I think the viewers would like to see yep, what you sure. use. And then uh, the the pillow that I use um, again with the pillow, I use a pillow that I got from the mattress place as well because they do have pillows, and you can go there and try out the pillows that they have and see if you like any of the pillows they have. And if you do, again, take a picture of it and then go online. You can literally buy the same pillow off of Amazon for like half the price. So, you know, that's what you guys have to do. And it's, guys, invest some time and invest some money in this shit because you're spending a third of your life on it. And it's very important that you have a good mattress and, and good pillow. And yes, you need a box spring and you, and you need a frame because air has to travel below your bed. Don't just put a mattress on the floor and sleep on it. You can afford a frame. It's not that expensive. You can go on Amazon and buy it. The air must circulate under your bed. Very, very important. All right, guys. So that sums up our episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you guys learned a lot. These are life-saving tips that you won't get from any other podcast. Episode 408. Talk to you next week. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.